Brought to you by BedroomBattlefields.com, this is the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. This episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast is sponsored by Alternative Armies. I first heard about Alternative Armies from Alex on an episode we did about 15mm wargaming last year. And if 15mm scale had my curiosity, then Alternative Armies had my attention with their massive range of highly affordable miniatures. It wasn't long before I was placed an order for a bunch of cavalry, archers and spearmen, and they stuck a free gift in there too, a really cool rock monster, which was a lovely gesture. They also have some incredible army packs, from undead and chaos to high elves and dwarfs. They've even got a Christmas-themed army with yetis and stuff, which is really fun. Of course, it's not all about 15mm at Alternative Armies. You'll find 6 and 12mm too, and all sorts of different genres and time periods. Most recently I got myself a set of 15mm fantasy buildings and it's great to be able to make that claim of owning several houses when I'm speaking to people at cocktail parties. I mean, I've never actually been to a cocktail party in my life or been invited to one for that matter, but it's a, it's a good thought. More importantly though, please go and check out Alternative Armies at bedroombattlefields.com slash altarmies. That's A-L-T. A-R-M-I-E-S. I'll stick a link in the show notes too. And a big thanks once again to Alternative Armies for sponsoring this episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. And you know what? The 15mm the buildings that I'm talking about here actually segue smoothly into the main content of this episode. If you're a long-time listener to the show, you'll know that I'm experimenting with running a, a question of the month feature. It's an audio feedback feature, so I've been asking you to tell me if you're going to play Warhammer The Old World, and if so, why, and if not, why not? And it's been really good to see so many responses to this, and the purpose of this episode is to basically play them, and we'll find out the lay of the land with what folks are thinking, whether they're on board with this new game or not, or maybe still undecided. And I've mentioned this before from my own point of view, like my own answer to this question is that I won't be playing Warhammer The Old World because I've really found a sweet spot in 15mm wargaming and and, you know that links up with the fact that I'm talking about these 15mm buildings. I think that this scale is still big enough that it looks similar to 28mm. You know, you've got that similar level of detail, similar aesthetic. It could look very similar, basically. Uh, But it's smaller and it's cheaper. And for me, there are more than enough great rule sets out there that I could play these games, these rank and flank games. So I really have no reason at all whatsoever to get into Warhammer The Old World. But on the other hand, I am glad that it's come back. Um, You know, it's it's disappointing that it ever had to go away. So it's good that it's back. It's, It's really good that some folks will enjoy it and play it and get into it and have enthusiasm for it. I think that could only be a good thing for the hobby to have another... You know, it's, it's it's pretty much the most famous thing in our hobby. Long term, I know 40k is a much bigger game these days, but, you know, Warhammer, it's the, it's the original. It's the big original there in the, the Games Workshop stable. And, um, yeah, I think I think it could only be a positive thing that Warhammer The Old World is a, is a current and supported game. And I, I hope it does well. I hope it thrives, honestly do. But I suppose this episode isn't about my opinions on Warhammer The Old World. That's why I asked you for yours. So let's kick things off with our first voice clip, and it's a familiar voice. It's Josh from the Crown of Command podcast. 
Hi, Matthew. How are you going? And thank you very much for inviting me on to answer this question for you about the old world and whether I'll be playing it or not. But before I get to answer that question, I just want to say that it's great to see so many people actively online talking about it, excited about Warhammer again. And maybe it's just me, but I think people are more excited about the made-to-order announcements than the actual rules and the actual game itself. Um, so I can see Games Workshop making an absolute bundle of money over the next few months as they re-release things like the Marauder Giant, the Wyvern, and you know all those classic models that it's, it's just been too hard for people to attain through uh, the normal means of eBay and that kind of thing without paying uh, a few organs in the process. So really happy about that. Uh, whether I'll be playing it or not, uh, I'm going to say no because it's just not my cup of tea, just objectively, objectively looking at the rules. And I have, you know, three editions, four editions, you know, two fan-made ones, two you know original editions, fourth and fifth, and there's Flail of Skulls and Warhammer Renaissance that I can bounce between. And I'm really happy to do that. And I've got people to play and want to play with me in those editions. So I'm really happy and content with that. I'm not a competition player. I'm not interested in that sort of side of things. So I can see the old world being more of a tournament organized play kind of rule set. And that's fine for those people who enjoy that. I'm really happy for them. I'm just happy to see people playing and painting miniatures. It's all part of our inclusive hobby that uh, we embrace uh, that aspect of you know people wanting to spend their time and money on painting these little weird and wonderful miniatures and then putting on the table and spend time playing games with their friends. That's what it's all about, isn't it? So thanks, you guys. Thanks, you guys, again, for asking me on. I really appreciate it. And if you want to check out more Old Hammer content, then I can only recommend checking out the, the Chronic Bear podcast and the YouTube channel. Thanks again. Take care. Bye. So, hi, it's Kurt from Chicago. Um, and I guess regarding whether I'll be playing the old world, the answer is a definitive no. Uh, I guess for two reasons, really. First, I don't really like painting that many models. Um, it's not so much about the price of the box, really. It's about the time it would take me to get everything tabletop ready. You know, in that time, I could have painted several war bands for a skirmish game, for example. Um, and I guess that brings me to the second reason, really, is I've just found I enjoy skirmish scale, you know, 15 models max per side to be a bit of a sweet spot, at least for me. I get to spend more time playing that way. Um, and frankly, I find the rules more interesting at that scale. It's more about, you know, what the units themselves can do, the, cap the special rules, and less about the block of 20 guys just being slowly whittled down <laughs> as they lose, you know, wounds and power. Um, if I were going to play a detachment or army scale game, I'd rather just be a cleaner system, I guess, like OPR, Line Rampant, um, Warlords of Erewhon, or even, I guess, Baron's War, which is more complex, but I just find the system more interesting. But yeah, that uh, old world rulebook is just a solid uh, <laughs> solid nope. Um, but I'm glad others enjoy it, I guess. I'm glad others find happiness through the hobby. Um, and in the end, as long as that's the case, I'm just glad it exists. All right, that's all I have to say. Take care, y'all. All right, let's hear from Johan. Well, for myself, I'm quite happy that the old world is back. However, I don't think I'll be jumping into the game proper. I will probably be buying some small boxes and using the miniatures uh, for other games like um, Song of Blades and Heroes, Frostgrave, um, Rangers of Shadowdeep, and the like. So, yeah, I'm happy it's back, but I will probably not be jumping into the game. Hi, this is Shades on the Discord. I don't post much, but I am an avid follower and listener to the show. 
I live in Huntsville, Alabama, and the local scene is hyped for the old world. In recent years, I've been using my Warhammer armies to play one-page rules, but I'll now use them for double duty and participate in the celebration of the old world just to ride a local wave of excitement. I've never been a huge fan of the Warhammer rule system, but I have always relished the setting and the aesthetic. I have two games under my belt so far, and the game is what I expected. While the rules have moved in a good direction, they're still overly complex. They're ambiguously written in some places. The game takes forever to play. And if you want to have a close game, you need to optimize your list build. With the right opponent, I'll enjoy playing the game casually. Really, I'm just more pleased that the setting has returned. Feels like the return of an old friend. Hi, this is Mark. I'm just... uh... Answering the question, the old world that's coming back, will you be playing it? If so, why? And if not, why not? I don't think I will be playing it, but I think it's because in the past few years, since it was teased that it was coming back, at which point I was really quite excited, I've found so many alternatives, so many things, model ranges, sets of rules, so many things that do what I think that probably the old world, I really want it to do. I suppose there's also an element of the two armies that they've brought back with it, the Bretonians and the Tomb Kings, which I know are ones that weren't in uh, Age of Sigmar, so there was a demand, but neither of those are particularly what I'm interested in. I think if it had been dwarves and elves or something, I might have had a look. But yeah, at the price, and with the so much choice of alternatives out there, it's just not something probably for me. Hello, Matthew. Listener Rob Dean here. No, I will not be playing. My primary reason is that I have too many other fantasy mass battle projects to start a new one, and I've never played any of the earlier versions of Warhammer Fantasy Battles, so I don't really have any nostalgia for the old game. Hi, Matthew. Uh, this is Sam. I'm uh, calling from Austin, Texas. I just want to say I love the show and the, uh, love the podcast. I constantly listen to it and even re-listen to older episodes. But I wanted to call in uh, because of your recent question regarding uh, Warhammer the Old World. Uh, it's something that I started I started playing Warhammer back in the 90s with the fourth edition when they had the first big box set. So it's definitely nostalgic. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think I'll be playing the, the, the new reiteration of it. Only because, like the old saying goes, you know, you can never really go back home. And uh, and the other reason for that is because I still have the 6th edition rule book. I've got my 6th edition army books. And I've got older miniatures that I use. And these days, I don't typically do too much uh, wargaming. It's, it's a lot more dungeon crawling and, and role playing and, and things like and skirmish games, things like that. Uh, things like uh, Frostgrave or Rangers of Shadow Deep. So the models that are going to be coming out, I'm excited about those. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think it's a fantastic thing that they're releasing all of this. Uh, and it had, gives us an opportunity to people who never played Warhammer Fantasy Battles back in the day to, to try it out. Um, but I'll most likely just be picking up some of the models that I like here and there so that I could reuse them across other games that I play, mainly Hero Quest and uh, Warhammer Quest and things like that. So... Uh, it's it's exciting. I'm excited to to get a hold of these uh, these new models and paint and and build some terrain for them and everything else. But uh, yeah, I think I'll be passing that up. And one other reason I probably won't be playing it is because I, I saw how giant the rule book is, and I just you know a book that big with that many rules in it. It just um, I'm I'm not a fan. I used to be a fan of, of really in-depth crunchy rules but these days uh you know being a, an adult of the family and kids and things like that just don't have the time for it anymore so unfortunately 
uh, that's something that I'm, I, I don't really look for anymore. I look for things that have lighter rules. So things like uh, Kings of War or even One Page Rules has a, a more slimmed down, streamlined version of, of rules for uh, for a more fast paced uh, game. Uh, so that's probably what I'll most likely be doing. But anyway, just want to say I love the show again. Um, it's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I'm a comic book artist by trade. So uh, whenever I'm at the drawing board drawing pages for a book or if I'm painting miniatures or building terrain or painting terrain, it's always on in the background. So uh, keep it up and I look forward to more podcasts. Thank, thanks. Take care. Hey, this is Josh in Massachusetts, USA, reaching out to the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast uh, and the B&B Network um, regarding the question of the month about the Warhammer, the old world. For me, this is a hard no. There's just not enough about this game from GW to make me want to purchase older sculpts, older plastics that haven't been updated. Uh, I do have a few friends who bought the rule book just to read through it and see what's inside it. But even they have kind of admitted there's other good rank and flank games on the market that other people are playing right now that we're more interested in. Games like A Song of Ice and Fire, games like Parabellum's Conquest even free rules like one-page rules regiments um, or Mike Hutchinson's Hobgoblin, which is coming out uh, in print soon, that are letting us get our miniatures on the table, whether they're old GW models or third-party models or 3D printed models. Um, and there's really not enough that the old world offers. I think I was surprised by the lack of a response locally. Lots of people seemed excited about the announcement of the old world. But I do think right now Age of Sigmar AOS is doing pretty well. And so a lot of people who based, rebased their models for that game are not interested in putting them back on square bases for the old world. Uh, and I suspect there are people playing with their old, un, uh, old square base models in their basements or in their bedrooms with their friends, maybe people who never gave up on Warhammer Fantasy Battles or were playing 8th edition or were playing the 9th Age uh, games. But those aren't people who I tend to see coming to the game stores. They're not people who are posting necessarily in our local chats and forums. And at least amongst my gaming group, there isn't anybody particularly interested in diving into the old world by GW. Um, maybe that'll change when we see some more additions to the game. Or maybe if the rules end up being really smooth and interesting, people will give it a second uh, opportunity and, and, and dive in with the models that they can get from other manufacturers like War Games Atlantic. Um, I think Fireforged uh, Games also makes a bunch of plastic questing knights for their Albion range that could be used as Bretonians. Um, so there might be cheaper and more accessible alternatives to the, to the game if it becomes popular, at least amongst my friends. But right now, Warhammer Old World is, is a hard no and an easy pass for me and uh, my gaming group. All right, take care and thanks for all the good podcasts. Our question of the month for May 2024 is what rules have you created or adapted to improve your favourite gaming system? This might be a homebrew rule or something you've ported over from another game. The point is you tried it, it worked well and you kept on using it. Head on over to bedroombattlefields.com forward slash voicemail to submit your answer. That's bedroombattlefields.com forward slash voicemail. And now back to the show. 
Hello everyone, it's GJ from the Forces of Fantasy podcast. If you are familiar with what I do on the podcast, then you'll know that I also spend some time both on the Forces of Fantasy podcast and on my YouTube channel uh, discussing Warhammer the Old World stuff. So you can probably guess that I will definitely be trying this out. I have gotten my books in finally, so for me now I can start to study uh, study the rules, see how the how the mechanics work, and probably start making a lot of mistakes. And then I will probably play some games in the hopefully in the near future. Um, I will try to see if I can play a game and record it and do a sort of comparative recording with Warhammer the Old World and Sixth Edition. How do these two compare to one another? Uh, that will probably be on my YouTube at some point. But other than that, I've also got some friends who are all very interested in Warhammer the Old World. And I'm very excited to give it a go. And I'm just very grateful that Games Workshop have decided to finally give some love to Warhammer Fantasy. Because, well, even though they call it the Old World, it's basically just Warhammer Fantasy. And, uh, well, that's... Uh, that's a very good thing that they are bringing that back. Here's Ed. So I probably won't be playing uh, Warhammer the Old World because I built my army of uh, Hellenic skeleton uh, horde to be played with Mike Hutchinson's new game, Hobgoblin, which is due to be released in March. Uh, Mike Hutchinson is a wonderful game maker who made Gaslands, which is one of my favorite games. And uh, Hobgoblin is designed to be fast and brutal um, and, yeah, just much more kind of my pace of a game uh, rather than Old World, which, um, yeah, I can understand people's nostalgia and wanting to play it, but I just don't think it's going to be for me. Um, So although I have built my army so that I could potentially proxy it into the Old World as a, a Tomb King's army, uh, I think I'm more likely to be playing other games rather than Old World itself. Hi, this is Tom from dndatwork.com. I won't be playing uh, Warhammer The Old World. Uh, instead, I use uh, Dragon Rampant. Works good for me. You, I can use all my miniatures. Um, I don't have to go and spend on the Warhammer The Old World, which is going to be an expensive undertaking. Great podcast, by the way. Love it. Thanks. Hello, Matthew. This is Andreas from Germany. Concerning a question about um, if we're going to play on the old world or not, I guess rather not, because (laughs) Um, first of all, we are a small gaming group here in Germany, and we play our own um, rule set. It's called Warhammer CE, uh, which is not... Uh, very widely known but it's a very good one and we can play all the units um, that exist uh, basically um, up to 8th edition um, starting in even 3rd edition and it's very solid, it works very well we're very happy with it in general Um, some folks have started playing um, Old World and uh, posted about it in our WhatsApp group and um, what I hear from that, I must say, um, it seems to be a solid game, but um, it um, kind of um, is unclear in some very basic things 
so um, when I'm getting around playing Warhammer, I want my rules to be clear and I want my rules to be good, and so I can enjoy the game and I don't have to argue with anyone or, or like flip through the book to find a certain rule. And uh, in that way, the rules are not done very well, I guess. So why should I bother changing from a rule system that works, that is good, uh, to something that is, uh, yeah, G-Jobs at its best. So, um, yeah, probably not. <laughs> hey, Matthew, this is uh, Antoine from a listener from North Carolina in the U.S. Um, answering your question about uh, the question of the month about Old World. Uh, although I started playing in uh, third edition of 40K and I never really got into it back in the time, it is something that I'm looking to get into. Uh, I, I started playing, uh, although I have an American accent, I grew up in the U.K. until I was 12 and I started playing at a games workshop store in Slough uh, near Windsor in the U.K. And uh, I remember going in there with my space marines and seeing the square bases and the huge grass battlefields and uh, being kind of intimidated, never getting into it, but uh, enjoying watching. And I had a friend who uh, dabbled a bit in dwarfs. And so I was able to paint some too. Uh, but I took a almost 20 year break from the hobby and just restarted at the start of 10th. And uh, although I've, love getting back into space marines 40k i am looking to paint something more medieval and so i am excited about uh old world and hopefully you know they come out with more armies and uh there's some activity in the stores where i play near where i live uh so far there hasn't really been anything but hopefully uh the hobby takes off and have some more matches and uh events in the stores where i play anyway i love the podcast thanks all right let's hear from jason Hello, Matt. Yes, I really would like to play it, but I don't want to spend any money. This is not just personal to me, uh, my circumstances. It's also that I'm just a bit fried and burnt out from buying lots of materials. I've completely condensed down my gaming to just a few games that I do play. One of them is Warhammer, um, but I've made all my miniatures completely universal so they can be used in anything um and so i can play with any of my mates games so what i really would like is someone to introduce me to the game say it was um set up in games workshop like they used to do i would go in there in a heartbeat and play it and i might then be convinced to buy the book maybe but i don't want to be um buying the book and finding that i don't like the game because you don't you need at least two of the books, I think, don't you? Um, depending on what forces you have. If you have nothing but the forces of order, is it? Do they call them now? I can't remember. But, you know, if you've got nothing but forces of order, then you just need the core rule book and the forces of order, or you've got the forces of um, mayhem or whatever it is, um, the evil forces, um, in which case you need three books. But I just don't know where I'm going to play that because I've spoken to my local Warhammer shop, Games Workshop, and they're, they're not going to be setting it up. Um, so I don't know where I'm going to try it. I've been looking on YouTube, though, a few times, and I find watching a lot of the battle reports quite boring, um, which is a shame. But um, I think it's got a lot of potential, this game. And 
there's a lot going into it, a lot of thought going into it. I'm thoroughly enjoying the um, prospects of the classic miniatures being released to fill out some of the stuff that I've always wanted. But I don't want to play eBay prices for, so I'll pay 20% less than eBay for Games Workshop, um, or whatever it ends up being. Um, the Marauder Giant is on my horizon, and I really hope that they bring out some of the classic Dogs of War and stuff like that in the future. Um, but we shall see. Some good things come out of this commercial process, eh? But in terms of buying whole new armies and rebasing stuff, I mean, I, I very nearly swore, um, but it's a no, and it's a hard no, and it's a no with promises and threats behind it too. I'm very angry at, um, at the idea of having to rebase everything. They could have easily made a rule set that you didn't have to. But anyway, we shall see how it goes. Um, I'm very intrigued, but... Tight-fisted, shall we say? Oh, yeah. This is a quick addendum to the last message I sent. Since then, I have been into my local games workshop to ask about Warhammer: The Old World, and they said the chap behind there, the manager of the store, the one-man store, said, "No, we're not going to have it in stock for ages because we've sold out of the limited quantity we had. We also." Um, will not be putting on demo games because we're not a hobby store anymore. Um, so no games workshops do do um, introduction games or hobby hangout stuff. They just do painting lessons because they are just a shop now. He's just there to sell you product. And so he will never have an introductory game of any kind for any of their products at all um, on their shelves, is what he told me. The only thing they will have is the two starter boxes for their core line, so Warhammer 40,000 starter box and the Age of Sigmar starter box, and he will just show people the core mechanic. You're not going to be able to play a game, you're not going to be able to hang out, you're not going to be able to do anything. So I don't know what the old world's going to be like except through YouTube, um, which doesn't fill me with a great desire to part with 100 quid worth of books, um, unless I can see them, play with them, try it out. But that's Games Workshop's future. They're, they're not going to be a hobby store anymore. They're just a shop. That's his words. And that's from on high. That's the management playbook. So I don't know now. Um, second addendum. <laughs> Finally, I have found some other Warhammer content, which I was largely ignorant of when I was younger. It's called Warhammer Ancient Battles. And my lord, it's got all the old rules, got all the old flavour, and it's got so many more options and so much more depth than the mainstream fantasy Warhammer, because it's got all of the historical um, lines, all historical siege equipment, all of it, and it's just proper, gritty stuff, loads of options. And you can just use the rules, lift them straight out, and put them into your games. So I don't know whether that will tickle my itch for the old world um, because I can just pull out my old stuff and get some extra flavour from the defunct lines that I never got to in the day because Warhammer was so wide and so um, involving that no one, not one of us, I don't think, ever did every aspect of that game. And as hard as it is to sell to people, I love that crunch. I love those gritty bits and I am thoroughly enjoying Armies of Chivalry right now and um, Siege and Conquest supplements for Warhammer Ancient Battles, which I'm adding into my fantasy stuff. It's going to be great. Hey, Axe Annex here, and I just want to say I will not be playing Warhammer The Old World. I feel that the miniatures are beautiful, but it's too big for rank and flank. The rules are probably good, but they're just too expensive. Too much of an investment for me. I'd rather play new rule sets that are out there. I'd rather play with a smaller scale. It's just... 
more effective. It really sells the game to me in a small scale. Rank and flank in 28 millimeter is just, just kind of big and chunky. Beautiful, but chunky. Hey, Matthew. It's Callum, a.k.a. Dr. Spoke. Hey, I really enjoyed your recent episode with Ed, so please keep up the, the great podcasting. Uh, in terms of the old world, uh, I doubt I'll actually have a chance to play it, but uh, I am very excited to get my hands on some fresh copies of the classic miniatures that, that GW are bringing back, um, particularly the upcoming Orc and Goblin releases. I don't know where I'm going to find the money to buy everything that I want from that, to be honest. Anyway, thanks again for making such a wonderful podcast. And if folks want to, they can find me, well, of course, on the Bedroom Battlefields Discord or my Mastodon, uh, my Mastodon account, um, which is uh, Dr. Underscore Spork at Warhammer.social, uh, where I try to share what I'm working on when I've got time to do it. And if folks are interested in 3D printing, I make retro 3D models to print at home. Uh, so you can find my Cult 3D page, find a bunch of stuff there. It's just Dr. Spork. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's great. Look forward to hearing the next episode. Hi, this is Chris Snyder, and I will not be investing in Warhammer the Old World. Uh, the reason for that is because I am primarily a nostalgic player, and I like uh, older game systems and older miniatures, and I just don't have a connection to um, you know newer, more modern games. Another reason that I won't be getting involved in the old world is because uh, the prices of the new product that's coming out is actually about the same as uh, eBay prices for some of the older out-of-print games that I do have nostalgic feelings for. Uh, and that kind of blows my mind that uh, new Games Workshop product is actually more expensive in some cases than out-of-print stuff. Um, and probably the main reason that I'm not going to be getting involved in the old world is because I already own Warhammer 4th and 5th editions. And in a similar sense, like if I owned a DVD of a movie that I really enjoyed, I wouldn't go out and buy the 25th anniversary edition or a new uh, deluxe edition because I already owned that DVD. Uh, if I didn't own Warhammer in any capacity and I were starting afresh, then sure, I probably would get involved in the old world, but I don't feel the need to reinvest in something that I've already invested in. And I can't imagine um, ever doing that for just about any game. Hello, Matthew. Uh, Bruce here. Um, I will be playing Warhammer the Old World. In fact, I have already played four games. Um, my reason for doing so is that, like many of your listeners, um, I hear this from practically every guest, I played it as a kid, abandoned the hobby, and then came back to it as an adult. And I've never participated in a quote-unquote supported community um, like Warhammer Fantasy was. And while I'm conscious of not being at the beck and call of Games Workshop all the time, 
there is something nice about all these players coming out of the woodwork and participating in my local hobby store in a way that they didn't a few years ago. Um, so it's a joy. It's the closest I can come to tr- to time travel. Um, it ticks all those nostalgia boxes and it's an altogether lovely way to begin the year to play rank and flank with lots of like-minded enthusiasts. Um, I should add that I am a, I'm, I'm obviously very skeptical of the sort of rules bloat and the, the meta creep and stuff of, of a lot of modern war games. And I was quite discerning about this particular release and I wouldn't have played it if, um, if it felt cynical, but reading the rules, they seem really decent. They seem really lovingly written by folks who clearly, um, absorb themselves into the Warhammer fantasy that we knew and love. And it feels like they've brought out the best of the best. So I'm playing it as well as other games, um, Rangers of Shadow Deep. Uh, that's um, from you. So thank you. Um, and uh, I will continue to do so um, for a long while yet. Yeah. Here's for a stable <laughs> and um, uh, and thoroughly uh, explosive period of mass battle wargaming. Thanks for the podcast. Um, oh, if anyone wants to, I'm on uh, rollforwounds.com. Uh, it's my hobby blog, which I don't update a lot, but exists nonetheless. Thanks. Bye. Right, that's it then. Um, really interesting stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed listening through that and I truly do appreciate everyone who took time to send in a wee clip answering that question as well. So I'm going to run this again for March 2024 and the question I'm asking this time is one that's been frequently asked on the podcast. It's what hobby related thing have you recently changed your mind about? So this could be to do with anything from collecting, building, painting, you know, mechanics, rule sets, content creation, content consumption. So any sort of U-turn that you've made recently in your thoughts about the hobby, I'd love to hear from you for uh, the March 2024 question of the month. You could record your audio feedback by going to bedroombattlefields.com slash voicemail. And of course, be sure to give a shout out to any of your own, you know, if you're on a podcast, a YouTube channel, a social media account, be sure to give a a wee shout out to that too. So like I say, bedroombattlefields.com forward slash voicemail. And it's what hobby related thing have you recently changed your mind about? And for me, I suppose, uh, I'm always changing my mind, to be honest. I'm not very consistent, but I think one of the latest things for me in terms of changing my mind has been around contrast paints. And usually when people say this, you know, I changed my mind about contrast paints, that means that they were holding off on trying them and they tried them and now they like them and they use them. For me, I'm not moving away from contrast paints, but I do use them. And I, I was at a stage maybe a year ago where I thought like, I won't use traditional paints now because I don't need to because the contrast paints totally serve me and, uh, you know, I was I was happy with what I was producing. I still am. And uh, I just didn't think I would need to spend any time learning the art of working with more traditional paints. And I've kind of changed my mind on that recently. Uh, you know, I, I, I did nearly... I've got some of the old Citadel paints still from the the early to mid 90s and I I tried to punt them on eBay I tried to sell them and on hindsight I'm glad that there were no takers 
so I've still got all these paints and it was recently when I was painting my ships for Armada I decided not to use contrast paints for certain parts of the ship and it was two or three coats of, um, I keep calling it traditional paint, I don't know if it's supposed to have another name but uh, my old my old paints were back in the day and I quite enjoyed the process and I quite enjoyed the results and it got me thinking you know, maybe I should do more experimentation with these paints. Maybe I should give them another try. So I think it's safe to say that I did change my mind on that. I went from, you know, thinking that I don't need to own these paints because I'll never use them to now thinking, okay, let's uh, let's let's give this a wee shot. Let's get a couple of wee test models and just see what we could do with it. And, you know, who knows, maybe even get a wee painting lesson and uh, learn how to do it properly. Um there's somebody who was involved in this episode, Josh, who does uh, paint lessons. So maybe look into that. I've heard very good things about them, certainly. So anyway, that's my hobby U-turn. I'd love to hear about yours. And uh, yeah, don't delay. Get them sent in right away. And I, I hope to get uh, as decent a response as we had in February as well. All right, that's just about it for this episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. Uh, Thanks once again to Alternative Armies for sponsoring the episode too. And I'll put a link to them as well as the voice feedback submission page in the episode show notes. Right, I'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Bye.